Hey, welcome to another episode of Grace and Truth with Johnny Rollett. Grace and Truth comes from John 1.14, where it says Jesus was full of grace and truth. Join us today on this podcast as we dive into deep revelation and find ways to make it understandable cowboy style simple that's the way i like it and i hope you do do we're on episode 854 854 and today we're in ephesians chapter 5 and i was going to do the the whole the litany of what paul is saying here in essence most all of what you're going to hear for quite a while is what not to do don't do this don't do this do this do that and so it's kind of uh i i'm i want to come at it in a different way but as i was preparing for this and thinking about that and and kind of you know looking at it i i couldn't get past this one part of one verse and that's what I want to talk about today. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. And walk in love as Christ has loved us and given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God. And then get this right here. For a sweet-smelling aroma. I I do a song lately. I've been singing a song at the churches that I go to, and it's it's uh called "You're Worthy of It All." You're worthy of it all, worthy of it all, and for all in you are all things, and for you are all for you are all things. What? Yeah, from you, yeah, from you are all things, and to you, right? And to you are all things, you deserve the glory. Forgive my morning voice, but there's a part of that song that goes into uh, this this beautiful kind of like turnaround, but it continues, and it goes, uh, day and night, night and day, let Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. And it's beautiful. And what it's really speaking about is the incense that is our faith coming out from our from our position of belief coming out of our hearts, out of our mouths, that turns into worship. And the idea is that as this worship leaves our mouth, that the word says that it travels up as an incense into the nostrils of the Father. And that greater still, that it pleases the Father. I don't know if you're somebody today driving or listening to this or 
or going through something. But one thing I've learned in my 54 years, I've been, I was born again in 1976. So I've, you know, I've had a long journey with the Lord. Is that worship, turning our hearts of faith and belief into words of honor and praise. There's all kinds of different worship. There's worship, reading the word is worship. Um, noticing and honoring him uh, by looking around you and looking at his creation and having honor for him and love for him, that's worship. But there's something about the way that the, our statement of faith coming through our mouth, possibly in song, is a really beautiful level of worship. And I think that sometimes, especially men, we struggle with this. We struggle with taking time out of our day to honor Him, taking time out of our day to worship Him, and and I'm just going to be real about it. I struggle with it. It's a I, I, since the time I was a little boy, I've always been a worshiper. I've always been somebody who really, uh, you know, I can remember after my mother led me to the Lord in Germany, I would be out playing soccer. And being the uh, goalie, the goal, I was the goalie, and I'd be in the goal. And as the game was going on out there, I'd be in the goal just worshiping him. I've always had a heart of worship. But I've noticed that the, 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 the more I grew, the older I became, the less that worship was a part of my day. And if I could be really honest... Worship is also prayer. Worship can be prayer, not just singing songs. But singing songs is important. But I noticed that as I, the older I became, I've allowed the world, I've allowed my list of things to do to keep me from really expressing my faith and my love for my Father. And I think if we just be honest about it and and you know I'm sure there's some of you out there that's got it all figured out but I think for the most part most of us struggle on a day-to-day -day basis with turning your your position of belief into a place of worship letting him know how much you love him letting him know how grateful you are and and really what Paul is doing here is he's kind of expressing that and even something a little bit deeper. He's actually going to a, diff a different level with what he's saying. Let me explain something to you. In, you know, before I go on, I just feel like somebody needs to hear this. Maybe even now... You need to turn this podcast off. Maybe you need to put on some worship. Maybe you're driving down the highway. And maybe you just need to, to stop 
the the merry-go-round. Stop the. There's an old Merle Haggard song. They say, uh, <clears throat> "Stop the world and let me off." I'm tired of going round and round. I think that's what happens is we get on the cyclical going. I got a list of things to do today. I'm busy, busy. Everybody's busy. And maybe we just need to stop and and honor him and worship him. And I, I can feel it in my own self. I can feel when I became, I start to become testy and angry and uh, a little bit edgy. I can, I always can tell when it's been a while. And, and for me, I'm just being, I'm just being very transparent. It's been a while. So I, I need to, even now, as I'm sitting here, I can feel my heart being turned back to the Father. My eyes are filling up with, with tears because I'm, I'm realizing how much I don't tell them. I don't, I don't, I don't take the time out of my day to love Him and honor Him, worship Him in spirit and in truth. So what Paul's kind of tagging into, and obviously I'm not a, I'm not an Old Testament historian. I don't know all the details, but I did a little bit of research into this, and I know that that the incense, um, the aroma, there was back in the day of the of the Old Testament, back of the day of the Old Covenant, every there was there was special regulations and things that had to happen in the temple and and part of that was you know they they had I don't want to get into all the details because I don't want to misstate something exactly what that but they had to do sacrifices and and put uh, you know uh, you know they killed lambs and bulls and goats and then they would have to cook that and so there was a smell there was a certain smell that came from from there and 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 that was known to it was it had a special presence and a special incense and 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 they believed that even that smell was was pleasing to the father and then on top of that they had a special incense that that was a secret they you weren't allowed uh, other than other than the Levites of the the people of the temple were the only ones that were allowed to know what the ingredients exactly were the incense as a matter of fact if you went back to your tent and you tried to recreate or figure out or create your own incense uh, you literally could be killed for it because it was it was known as holy and it was known as this is the incense that rises up as worship from the people of God into the nostrils of the Father and it's pleasing to him I don't know about you today but I can't think of anything that is more important in life than to be pleasing to the Father. That being said, I think what Paul is saying here, what he's, he's connecting that Hebrew tradition of incense, smells, 
rising from the people of God to the Father to be to be pleasing to the Father, and he's kind of uh, launching the deeper theology or doctrine that Jesus is is the sacrifice. Jesus was the one that was laid on the altar. Jesus is the one that is our incense now. So if we read it again, watch this. It says that, and walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling incense. A sweet-smelling aroma is the word used there. So in what what's really about to happen here, and, and this is why this is so important, Paul's about to turn a corner here, and he's about to hammer. He's about to bring down the hammer of, you got to do this, and you got to do that, and you can't do this, and you can't do that, and he's about to get into um, works, in essence, about how to live your life, how to have character, how to how to live an abundant life, and don't allow your life to get out of hand, and keep yourself in control, and all that kind of stuff, but before he does, what he's, what he's really leading with is, don't forget, I know what I'm about to say. But put on your goggles of that it all comes through Jesus. That none of these things that I'm about to list for you will, will gain the Father's love for you anymore. None of these things that I'm about to list for you are going to uh, have Jesus go back to the cross. Uh, uh let me say it a better way. None of these things that he's about to list in Ephesians 5 are things that can make you more righteous or more holy. None of them take the place of what Jesus so freely gave. That Jesus became, sacrificed his life and became the right, we became righteous because of Christ. Now, in our, our righteousness, here's some, here's, here's some non-spiritual, physical ways to live your life. But make sure that you understand that these things that I'm about to show you will not gain you salvation. Only Jesus. They will not please God anymore because Jesus please God with his sacrifice. They will not get God to love you any more than he already did because he already loved you so much that he gave Jesus. So it's he's making sure that you don't turn, which is what we have done. We have turned the this life that we lead, we've turned it uh what we let's call it religion or religiosity Religiosity has turned our faith into rules and rule following. And he was so concerned that you would miss the, the what do they say, miss the forest for the trees, that he's setting up and saying, make sure that you understand that 
of this is because of Jesus. And Jesus has replaced our need for the temple. Jesus has replaced your need for going to going and killing innocent lambs because he was the innocent lamb. He's replaced your need for going and killing goats and bulls. He was the ultimate sacrifice. He has been killed and laid upon the altar once and for all, and you never, ever have to walk that traditional religious path ever again. He's done it once and for all. And his sacrifice, his life being laid down on the altar, is a sweet-smelling aroma to the Father. And it's the ultimate sweet-smelling aroma. And even, even worship, and I just want to make sure that I'm, if you, if you are a person who has to worship because you, you're trying, you're, I got to do an hour of reading the word, I got to do an hour of prayer, and I got to do an hour of worship and music to, to, to keep my right standing with God, you're missing it. That's exactly what Paul is saying don't do. You cannot, those things will not equal God's righteousness. Only Jesus and his sacrifice made us righteous. Now, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So out of the gratefulness for the beautiful aroma, the incense, Jesus is now the, the incense. He's the aroma. He's the replacement of all religion and all religiosity. He's the ultimate sacrifice. And so now, now because of him, I read my word so I know him more. And it, and in the reading of my word, it's a, it's a sense of worship because I'm so grateful for what Jesus did for me and what God did for me through his son Jesus. Come on. And when I pray, I'm not praying so that I can be righteous. I'm praying because I'm thankful for the righteousness that was given to me. The right standing with God the Father. And when I, when I'm worshiping Him in song and in and, and other ways, it's not to gain righteousness. I'm walking in the righteousness and I'm grateful for it. I'm thankful for it and I'm letting my heart condition come out of my mouth and I'm spending time. I, all of those things, come on, let, let me end with this last part right here. All of this was given by Jesus so that we would have, re, that we could regain access to the Father. I, w I want you, maybe, maybe you've never heard it just so clear as what I'm about to say. The entire reason that Jesus came to die wasn't just so that you could live your meager life, go around the sun 120 years or so, and then go to heaven someday and hang out with him. The reason that Jesus died is so that 
we would be offered a regained relationship, access to Father God through Jesus. Through the, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the blood that was shed on Calvary, we, he literally took us by our hand and walked us back into the presence of the Almighty God and put our hand in his hand. And now, and now because of that, because we have access to the Father, we can remind ourselves every day through his word and through communication, prayers, and worship, we can remind ourselves of how great our God is, how good he is, how loving he is, and how grateful we should be because of the good news of Jesus Christ.